Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. It is December 8th, 2023. One full week in December down. And I hope you're having a great start to your morning because this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export. Okay. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Scoots, how you doing today? Oh, man, I am tired. I ignorantly stayed up way too late last night thinking that my team could somehow pull out the win over the 2-10 and 10 Patriots, but not the case. Didn't go to bed till after 11, so looking forward to a nap today. Kind of regretting staying up. Y- you hate when you stay up late and you don't get rewarded with a win. There's Is there anything worse, really? Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot worse. Oh, tons, tons. Um, the thing is, though, Scoots, is you, you got to nap yesterday, too, so you should have been well-rested. Huh. That no, no, I didn't, Roush. Long, long, yeah, you, you, had, you had it easy yesterday. Long, Scoots, long backstory to that. I did not get a nap. What? Yeah. You didn't know Rutherford show. No, no Rutherford Spears. show. No Spears. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. I was so TJ, he came into the state the studio and like shook my hand and was celebrating his afternoon off. Yeah. Spears? No me. Scoots did. Oh. But then good. so I was yeah, I had to record a commercial after Denison yesterday. So I did that. I was all excited. You were still recording that commercial? Well, I had to finish producing it. Basically, I had, I had to put com- okay. I had to put music under and all that. So okay. I was doing I was that because I heard you take. It was like ten take scoots. Yeah, it, it was, was not good. It was oh, not good. Gracious. Yeah, I, I needed it's quite a, a few reps. <laughs> Fair way to spend your morning. Oh no! Oh no! Let's do it again. But no. So I I was excited to leave about twelve thirty one o'clock. Then I get a text from Dugan that we're gonna try to find a replacement for Rutherford. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, I, I guess I was going to be here either way, so fine. So I basically, I sat around the studio until 3 o'clock waiting for any sort of communication, whether Rutherford found, whether there was a replacement or not. And then 3 o'clock comes, nobody shows up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Text Dugan. I'm like, I'm going home. So, yeah, I, I didn't get to go home as early as I thought I was going to get to. So I ended up having to hang out till 3. So instead of just like calling him at I don't know two o'clock and being like, "Hey Dugan, is anybody going to do this?" He was he was waiting on a response from Rashawn at the time, so 
there was there was really nothing I could do. I was stuck. I would think at like two forty though, you could be like, all right, well, this isn't happening. If he's not coming, but yeah. at twenty minutes, yeah, right. yeah, roll on out. Either way, yeah. you get done at three. That's still plenty of time yeah. to go home and take no, a nap. It was all good, but I did, that's the last thing I wanted to do when I got home was take a nap. I was. I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't even do much last night. I, I watched a little TV, played a little video games. Just exhausted from sitting around all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boring. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> watching the Steelers suck. I, uh, I'm not going to lie, Scoots. I, I turned it on, and the Steelers were losing. And I was like, or I, I think the first play I saw was the first play of the second quarter, the Hunter Henry touchdown. I was like, eh, do I really need to waste my time with this? Um, so... I did some stuff, got ready for bed, went to sleep early, used that as my background noise. And when I turned it back on, the overhead hit with a minute left in the sec. It, it had already hit in the first half. Oh, yeah. And I just, it's not that I, like, I don't actively cheer against my friend's bets, but your confidence in that one, I, it, it made me, it made me giggle that the over hit that quickly. I mean, I thought that I thought the Steelers' defense would show up, Roush. My bad. My bad. I thought one of the best defenses in the NFL could stop one of the most paltry offenses in the NFL, but that was not the case. They could, couldn't apply. They were applying pressure, but they could not freaking get to Bailey Zappi. I was getting so ticked off. I was. There was one point during the first quarter or first half. I was standing up out of my recliner. Does anyone want to play defense? Just one person on this team want to play defense? That would be fantastic. Even T.J. Watt wasn't even. Been playing great i was i was not happy i well, you, knew, you know things are bad when uh the steelers fans are chaining mason rudolph <laughs> yeah that, that's that's when a lot of boo birds last night too i thought the rudolph chants were just for the christmas spirit <laughs> and as bob marley said scoots don't worry be zappy i felt i won a decent chunk of of money yesterday on the patriots i think i said on the air that i didn't really have a feel on the number but as any good better does came across the tiktok yesterday of some guy being like bet the patriots plus six i know this game is gross and nobody wants to bet it but hear me out and i was like i'm in listening i'm hearing and they were like uh, the Patriots defense held the Chargers to six points last week. If they can do that to the Chargers, what could they do to this Pittsburgh offense? I was like, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. They were like, this is the first full week that Bailey Zappi's like been the starter, known he's been the starter, not injury-related, just you're the guy, you're going to be the guy, and you got seven days to prepare for this football game or however long it was. And I was like, okay, while the Patriots offense is gross and stinks, like – Zappy has had some good moments when he's had time to prepare. So maybe this is something. So I went really heavy on Patriots plus six and I sprinkled in a little money line and happy that I did. And then I actually even did alt line up to Patriots giving six because I was like, I could see New England winning this game by a touchdown. I could see it being like 13 to six. I could see it being 20 to seven or something like that. So I teased it up to six points, which gave me like plus 250 juice. Um, I was able to cash out of that for only a $2 loss on the Patriots' last offensive drive. So that – or second to last, I guess, not the one that they were running out the clock. So that was nice. No loss there, a $2 loss. And then hit the plus six and then hit the money line. So I, it was a very successful night. I actually ended up not even betting the over scoots because I just felt better about the Patriots plus six. So 
the Steelers are frauds. And another point of that video, the guy was like, I, everybody knew that the water was going to find their level on the Patriots or, or on the Steelers, and it still is. And I think that's true. When you all were out gaining everybody and beating teams by three and one point, and including Green Bay, which that loss is even more frustrating now. But if, if Trubisky is your old quarterback, you all are not winning the football game. That is factual. You're not beating anybody in the NFL with that guy as your quarterback. Until he learns to throw to the guys wearing the same color jersey as him, I agree. Because that was last night was ridiculous. Those first two interceptions were out of control ridiculous. And then the next possession, he nearly throws another one. I was all on board for getting Rudolph in last night. And then night. some of the decision-making by Tomlin in that game was yeah. horrible. That was probably one uh, non-Packers related Thursday night football game. I mean, I watched that pretty much the entire thing of that game. Uh, yeah, all around terrible from the Steelers. I'd be pretty disgruntled if I were you two fellas. Yeah, but I just kind of thought that was going to happen. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and you thought they were like going to lose at home to the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, this is spiraling. You don't have your quarterback who is average at best, and now you're stuck with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, what do you – come on. You can only ask that defense to do so much for so long. Right? I, I, I hear This you. isn't the Big Ten West. Like, eventually, you've got to score more than 21 points. That's all they had to do, score 24 points, but their offense can't do it. Um, I imagine, like, the late 1960s probably had better quarterback play than the NFL has today in 2023. Which injuries have played a role in it, but like it is, it, it, they have a quarterback problem in the NFL right now. Again, injuries yeah. played a huge role. Scoots, weren't you all talking on Spears like how many NFL day one, week one starters are still the starter today? Didn't you all have that number? Yeah, I think there was thirteen teams that are starting a different guy this week than they did in week one. Jesus, so basically half the NFL, close to half the Crazy. NFL wow. is starting somebody different. I, I that would lead to a quarterback problem, but. If people are looking around the league this year and watching games and seeing lower scores and kind of grosser football, that's your answer right there. 13 different starters at the most important position in football. And I, I don't I think if a team if a team has a bigger quarterback issue than the Steelers, I, I would need to probably hear it out. Uh, the Bears are kind of a mess, obviously, but man, I don't so know. What, what's well, the what the is worst the, part, TJ, is the is the Steelers just keep being good enough to not get into a spot to traffic a quarterback. Yeah, like that Tomlin 500 record that everybody like boasts their chest on, it's actually probably hurting the Steelers. Even the best case scenario for Kenny Pickett was to be Kirk Cousins, and you thought they had enough to build around that. But like, I mean, that's your best case scenario is Kirk Cousins. Mm. So like, I mean, not not a lot of wiggle room there. Um, and so we we haven't seen that. Now he's hurt. I don't know how long he's going to be out, Scoots, but. I don't expect Mitch Trubisky or them to win any games. No, I, I told Gil that last night. As long as Trubisky's the quarterback, Steelers will not win. By the way, they were saying last night two to four weeks is how long he'll be out. So just long enough for them to win some meaningless games at the end of the year to keep their draft spot yep. at 15. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Big exactly. Ben was at the game yesterday. I would have gotten him some pads and a helmet and maybe a cane and been like, get out of here, buddy. Uh, the Browns, if they can go sign Joe Flacco, I'm sure there's some – what's Matt Ryan doing? What? How... So the one thing that's different, though, is like Joe Flacco, his like – for Matt Ryan and um, Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, at the end of their careers, they just couldn't throw the ball 10 yards down the football field. It was kind of sad to see these guys who once could really spin it just not be able to throw it. Flacco just is a statue that just gets sacked so easily, and the Browns are like, listen, Joe, 
We will make sure you don't get killed. And we're going to so just keep that keep that shoulder healthy. Throw it down the field. And it worked. It actually worked. Are there any other old guys who still have shoulders out there? Or because the Steelers offensive line isn't that terrible. There's got to be some old guy out there that has a decent arm, right? Brett Favre has a pelvis. Yeah, and doesn't he have a couple indictments too? Does that happen yet? I don't know. He's still tweeting like everything's normal though. So I it, you just well, got to trust. Gotta, you gotta, just, just Brett being Brett, stealing money from the state. Just we got Well, just watch what you say too. He might sue you. So um, I could be talking about any Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Play the Dolphins. Boss- the town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. <laughs> my, my former Brett, my former boss Brett Dawson, it, you know him in the state. They never really saw eye to eye. Great movie, <laughs> something about Mary. Tough loss for the Steelers. There's always next year though. When do we start getting the Saturday NFL football? That's always kind of fun. Uh, next week. Next I week. I think it's next week. Yeah. Next yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good we get Army Navy, which um, Army Navy, the rare five and six versus five and six Army Navy game. So the winner gets to go to a bowl game. That's that's uh the stakes are always high, but that's even more stakier. I, I and I, I don't think the uh the trophy is up though. I think Air Force retained that this year. What's the over under? No. Uh twenty nine, I think. Twenty nine, I believe. I'll take that. What what is with you and over unders? You need to get over you need to get over this. No, is that a military game? Are you kidding me, TJ? I'm betting the under 10 and, times 20, out of 10 in a military game. 27 and a half. Yeah, under. Then you get uh, burnt on your over-under thing just, you know, about 12 hours ago? Yeah, okay, but, but I didn't. Last, I didn't throw a ton military under, though, he bet Army as an 18 and a half point underdog under 27 points. They were up 23 to 3 as 18 point underdogs at half and still beat Air Force. Um, so, yeah, Army... Army can win and can clinch the Commander in Chief's trophy for the first time since 2020. I think it would be uh, it would be split up if that that happened elsewhere. So that that's always a fun. I don't like I, I love having a little bit of juice uh, on this game. It was cool when they played it in the fog that one year um, at uh, Mitchie Stadium uh, in West Point at Army, but it was just very hard to see. It was like, oh, this is fun to watch. I would like to be able to actually see what the football players are doing, though. It's Army-Navy. Do you really need to see? But They're running the ball. They're tackling each other. There's three-yard gains. That's what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> that, you that's the left. extent. They go left <laughs> or right. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the extent, really, of the college football this weekend. We're still just waiting for Kentucky's bowl game against, the, against Clemson and the Gator Bowl. We're going to be waiting several weeks, December 29th, when that one starts. And a little more juice to that game, Roush. You had the virtual press conference. Dabo did his seemingly in a 1940s World War II bunker, it looked like, potentially. It, it uh, reminded me of, um, I don't know if you had this at uh, St. Raphael, but at St. Paul, they, they just recently redid it. But we had this back hall that was just offices. But like basically, they just used it for storage. Right, like it was a separate building when they used to have a bunch of priests, they would live there. But it was just the dumpiest little building that just had old junk in it. He was in one of those old junky rooms, like, oh, Dabo, we're not using this class, this old room. Go in there, and it had wood paneling and a map that uh, didn't have Alaska and Hawaii as U.S. states yet. Um, it was very, 
very old and musty in there when he was uh, doing his Dabo thing. Stoops, at least, in his classroom, because um, he was in between visits as well, his was just like a white, white-walled room. It was pretty basic. Good. I'm glad Kentucky's not recruiting guys from the 1950s. Uh, I think that's important for a football program. But it wasn't so much where they were doing their press conferences, although maybe that is newsworthy. More so what was said. Um, And not even so much necessarily what was said in that press conference, but what later came out shortly after. It was hinted at on Monday. The week goes on. We get confirmation yesterday with a cool video. Nick Roush, Ray Davis, will be playing in the Gator Bowl. He's going to suit up for Kentucky. I do think we need to preface it by saying, I don't know, you know, don't expect like 30 Ray Davis carries here. I think they're going to try to keep the load light for him. I'm guessing they made some sort of an agreement. Hey, Ray, we really would like you to play. This is a big game. You haven't gotten a bowl game. I think you'll be happy you did it. Yeah, but I want to go in the draft. I don't want to get hurt. Well, we need to get Ramon Jefferson tape anyways. So I I don't think you're going to see like, workhorse Ray Davis, although Roush, once they snap the ball and the game's close, competitive juices kick in, you really never yeah. know. But my guess is the plan will be, Ray, you're going to play, but we're going to, it's going to be a, you know, three headed monster at running back, or we're going to, we're going to split the carries around. I don't think they're going to try to overwork him in this game, but I'm very happy he's playing all the same. And maybe I end up being wrong about that. The game could be tight and Ray just says, keep feeding me. I want to go win this bad boy. So you never really know with Ray Davis. That dude's a competitor, Roush, and I'm glad UK fans are going to get to see him play one more time. I was glad that I I did not invest too much time in Stoops' quote about Ray Davis in that press conference where he's like, oh, you know, we'll see sort of thing, Um, because I think it went live on our website at 7, and then 25 minutes later, Ray said he is, in fact, playing in the bowl game, which has kind of been the story of the last four days and is why I'm very happy to exhale for the next three and just uh, empty my brain out to reload for another week of Transfer Portal Chaos. Um, We can get to some other things that have flipped back and forth throughout this week um, later on in the show. But to your point about Ray is ultimately – uh, I, you know, when he complained after the South Carolina game, I think he was averaging about 15 touches over the last month. Uh, he had, I, I could see it being around a dozen. Um, they, they clearly Stoops said as much. They clearly want to get Ramon Jefferson some touches to get some NFL draft tape out there. Um, but, uh, so th- that, that's going to be part of it. I'm also curious too, just what the, uh, you know, what what the ultimate game plan is. I, I haven't done in a Clemson a, a, a ton yet um, as far as like schematically and how they try to be successful. Because most of the time, like they're good in the ACC because they got a good front, right? And they've, they've just, they've recruited very well on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but their best guys aren't playing. I actually broke it down yesterday. Their best defensive lineman, their leading tackler, their inside linebacker, their best linebacker, their top cornerback, and their strong safety nickel. They're all opting out or transferring. So, their best players at every level of the defense are going to be out. They're going to have to be patching it together. So uh, hopefully that provides some opportunity for Ray Davis to create some explosive plays because that is the part where Clemson is at its best, is limiting explosive plays. Kentucky has been – that's the only way they've been able to move the ball this year. They have been very inefficient. They've been a – we've got to get big chunks to be able to move the football kind of team um, in – a big part of that is Ray Davis. So just having that a part of the equation uh, is significant, even if he isn't uh, a sort of bell cow guy. Uh, but 
this is the part two, TJ, where I got to admit that I was wrong because I said on Monday, I didn't think that just opponent and destination would would matter as far as guys' decision to play or not, but it it, it does. And you know what? I, I think it, it should because a game against Clemson should matter more than a Shrine Bowl game, right? Yes, correct. Like it, it, it should. So That's I, not a hot take. That's – that that would be agreed upon uh, by ten out of right. ten doctors. Right. Yeah. So I like, get yeah, that. That I think that I think he's making the right decision. I know people bowl games are meaningless, but if you're going to play in one of those Shrine Bowls or Senior Bowls, this especially the Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, I, maybe I get it. But even if you get hurt and go to the Senior Bowl and just do interviews, like you're still gonna. So yeah, I I, I think this this matters. Scooch, bowl games are what you make them. They can be as meaningless as you want them to be, and they can be as meaningful as you want them to be. And oftentimes that's where the winner is dictated and which team kind of is more juiced up for it, has been taking it more seriously for the week or two provided. I just dropped another sizable chunk of change on the UK money line. I don't understand the spread, Roush. You're talking about the people out for Clemson. Obviously, I know Kentucky's not going to be at 110% full strength, but I feel like Kentucky's important dudes are going to be in this game more so than Clemson's. I do not understand the seven-point spread. If you don't feel comfortable with the UK money line, the plus seven just seems like entirely, entirely too many points. But I, I think it's setting up where I can't believe it's still Scoot, seven. Scoots, route uh, Scoots and Roush, but especially Scoots, it seems like UK is going to make this bowl game meaningful. The season really hasn't been the season that we were looking for or hoping for, although it did provide some fun moments. It almost seems like they're trying to capitalize on, let's add one more fun moment. And you know what? Kentucky's not playing another football game till next August, August 31st. It's a long way away, 2024. Let's go have fun one more time for UK football, and then eight months will pass, and we'll go do this whole song and dance again. But it seems like they're investing in it, Scoots. Well, and, and it – not only it can help you moving forward with recruiting too, especially playing a big brand like Clemson in the bowl game. Now Clemson didn't have the best season, but if you're able to go out there and, and Kentucky doesn't even necessarily have to win, but if you put up a good showing, I think it really can springboard recruiting, not, not just for 24, but 25. And then maybe the transfer portal, maybe somebody sees what Kentucky did in that game. And they're like, Oh, okay, that looks like a fun fun team to be a part of let me go join the fold so I think it's a bit it's beneficial in that way I'm, I'm kind of with you that you can make the bowl games whatever you want I've never been a big bowl game guy especially these these lower games or lower level bowls that aren't associated with the the playoffs and all that so yeah I don't I don't know I don't I don't have a whole lot of experience with my team in bowl games so I can't really say much more than that <laughs> You, you, Scoots, we gotta. I, I would love to get you drunk on ball season this year because it is a lot of fun. Um, and it's there's a lot of randomness, yeah. But I mean, for me, have, for me, though, Roush, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything like that. Yeah, well, that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah well, it will mean something if you bet it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch a lot of the bowl games, I always do every year, but it's like these the games don't mean anything. So, yeah, you well, get no, a, no. You get yeah, a Duke's Mayo trophy, awesome, sweet. Y'all gonna put that up in the school. Yes, they well, are. I know it's a trophy. I know they, they, they will. They don't do the Duke's Mayo Bowl trophy for the Gator Bowl, though. That would be weird. Clear. Yeah. Clear. Um, yeah. People forget that Graham Mertz once once broke the Duke's Mayo Bowl trophy, um, dancing in the Wisconsin locker room. It people was uh, Graham Mertz got lost by 
30,000 points to UK this year. Oh, people don't forget that Billy Napier lost his best player when Trevor Etienne hit the transfer portal yesterday. Mm. Big old suck it to Sunbelt Billy. Where's he uh, going? I don't know. Not sure. Sounds like George is picking between him and Rocket, the guy from Arkansas. Seems like would, George is getting I first would, dib between those two. I would pick him. Um, there's a lot of scuttlebutt that Rocket wants a lot of money. Um, and also talk that he got fat when he got injured this year. How good is he actually? His injury concerns, I, like if I, I didn't think UK was going to get that guy, but if they did, I'd be excited about it, obviously. But I would bring up like, hey, I'm a little concerned about his injury history and maybe also how hungry he's going to be. Although it sounds like maybe hunger, not his. Not concern. a problem. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. get hunger. Won't be your concern if you stop by at Thornton's to get your day started off on the right foot. Let's go to some grab and go texters on the Thornton's text line. You're up early with us in the first segment. You texted into the Thornton's text line. We're going to read it. A texter says finding a backup QB continues to be a struggle. Who says nay to Barry on going Lynn Bowden mode if we have to rock out with our Brock out. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot yeah, of fun. That was, <laughs> that was, We're gonna have a lot of fun with Brock Vandegrift. Vandegrift. Yep. yep, we are gonna have a lot of fun with that. Kyle um, Tucker has switched to the football beat just to make Brock pun. <laughs> yeah, I need to go from covering college basketball to SEC football just for Brock puns. Um, can they not tell? What, can they not tell? Like, I mean, I, I think maybe the the. Bridges have been burnt with the Wade family, but can they not tell one of these portal backups like, hey, uh, you're going to play in this bowl game first, though? Yeah, Stoop said it's a fluid situation, and they're having dialogue on it, um, which <laughs> uh, for me, I think it would the more likely situation is that Kaya, Sharon, just like comes back for the bowl week just in case. Yeah, they that's somewhat he he need they need to do that. It can't just be like you have literally one quarterback and then not another one. Uh, it would be and, Deuce, and I, do they do they want Deuce to be that guy? I agree with the texture though. You'd you'd have to just get creative, try to see if you can. I don't know. It's so it's so weird that the Bo Allen thing is probably going to happen, and I the people who I've talked to aren't um, the people that I go like reporting stuff like. All right, here it goes. But it's just everybody's already agreed that it is basically happening, which is just it's wild to me. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think it would be a bad thing. I think it'd be great. Uh, again, I wouldn't. I, I think the only downside would be the obnoxious fans that have the the backup quarterback syndrome, where it's just like it, it doesn't even matter if it's a Kentuckian or not a Kentuckian. There's a group. There's a poor. There's some fans that are just always like, "What I don't know is better." whether it be coaches, quarterbacks, players, it doesn't matter. Uh, what I don't know is better than what I do know. So my only concern is, like, Kentucky's got Georgia week three. I think it's going to be South Carolina week two. Brock learning a new offense, playing with new players, a new system, a whole new thing. Maybe he struggles a little bit. My only concern about bringing him in is just, you're gonna bow out. You're gonna get people that are gonna be yelling for Bo Allen. Is that a big enough reason not to bring him in? Absolutely not. You still bring him in, but that will be annoying, Roush. And you bet your sweet buns it's gonna happen. Your sweet sweet buns. Well, it would be very dumb. Um, oh, he was a former four star. I mean, he played at Tarleton State. I hope, like, I, I like Bo Allen. Things and there's a reason that, like, you know, you don't have another Power Five conference knocking on his door to be the starter. He's hopped around. He's done solid, but yeah. it's obviously not to a point where you've got 
like Michigan State saying, hey, you know, we want you to come in and, and be our guy. You don't even have Memphis going to him saying, hey, come in and, and be our guy. So it seems like it could be a good situation, Roush. He comes back home, finishes his career, makes the right steps into coaching. Maybe that happens at UK as a grad, as a student assistant, grad assistant sort of deal. Maybe it allows him just to add another stop to his resume and can go coach wherever he wants after this. But Kentucky's going to need a backup quarterback. And Brock is a guy that's going to run. Any quarterback in the SEC is going to take some hits. And you're just going to want a safety net there. And and I think that's a pretty darn good one, given what it has been the last few years. So my my thought is that if if you were going to have uh, an injury to Brock Vandergriff, like – if you watch any of his uh, – the Kentucky 15 club, they tweeted out his drive against UK, and he took a shot on one of those. If he gets his bell rung and has to, like, go to the sideline for a couple plays, I actually think I would want to throw Cutter Bowling in. But if you have to have wow. somebody – Yeah, no, just so, like, hey, here's the bright lights. Here, take a few live reps. Shots um, fired at Stone Saunders. He won't be there next year. He's a year younger. Mm, yeah. Shots fired at him especially then. Um. But then for – but, like, if you were preparing for uh, uh, an extended absence, right, like let's say Vandegrift gets hurt in week 10 and you need somebody to start the final two games, then maybe you give it to Bo Allen um, just because he's more prepared for that moment. Maybe my line of thinking is off there. Maybe it should be flipped the other way. But I do think that there – you would also want to consider Bowley. You just don't want Bowley to be your only option because you don't want to lose him if things go poorly. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, has your all's confidence in the basketball team done a complete 180 like mine? I'm over here concerned we may get beat by Penn. No, no definitely hasn't done a 180. Um, I do – I'll be happier and feel better about this team when DJ Wagner's healthy, and I do just have this sense, Roush, that's going to be like another year like that where it's just like when this team all gets together and gets some games under their belt, watch out. But it's like are we ever actually going to get to that point? where this team is all healthy and together and can get games under their belt without like somebody else getting hurt or something else happening. So, uh, no, I, I, this is chapter two, chapter two, a little rocky start here. And I, I don't think tomorrow is going to look like a total thing of beauty from start to finish Roush, but I, I do think they get back on track tomorrow. My confidence hasn't done a one eighty. No, no. And I don't really, I could see being upset, but I, I don't really understand how that could happen. Uh, I also just don't have uh, the the seesawing. Uh, it would just be exhausting to live every day like that with this. Yeah, either you think this team has the pieces to do something fun and you know that that's going to take some time, or you don't, and in which case you're probably not having as much fun. I, I, I you know, you probably felt pretty conflicted and weird during several games in November because it did look really, really fun for times. But, like, Roush, I think that that's the line in the sand. Either you think this team is good and has the pieces and will be okay in time, or at least you hope they'll be okay in time, or you you don't. Um, I don't see too many people on the left side of the line. Plumley Bro 2 is one of them. I'll give him credit. But I, I see people complaining, but I don't see people that are going to plant their flag in the ground and be like, this team's not going to do it. They're not good. They don't have the pieces. Cal's not going to – Cal's not going to do it. They'll they'll whine and they'll complain, but they'll not necessarily plant their flag on that side. Which do it if you know, just do it. If you think that that's what the case is, if you think this team's not going to be very good, then let people know. And then guess what? If March rolls around and this team 
goes out like a fart in the wind and doesn't do anything again, then you can say, I told you so. And you can be right. And that will feel good for you. We got a few more morning grab and go texters. We need to take our first break. So we're going to do that. Friday edition of Roll Call. Got some good news last night, too, uh, about some guys visiting this weekend. That's exciting. Exciting stuff in the portal. It never stops in the portal. We know how much Scoots loves transfer portal conversation. So he's shaking his head right now. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call Friday edition on the Big Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. It's like, how can you, how can you hate? How can you hate? You just got to like look at her and be like, Ugh, she probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11. You can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you listen to podcasts, and we appreciate when you leave us ratings and reviews. I've been shocked by how many people have been joining the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter community. It seems like every day I'm approving like four to six people, which is kind of cool. So join us over there. Roush, I have... I'm not, this is like not, I'm saying this humbly, I promise. I'm not, this is not grandiose or anything, but I've made a decision about Twitter and X and and tweets and excesses. Uh-huh. I think I'm just going to post like my serious or unserious like basketball commentary during games in the roll call Twitter. Yeah, that, that that's, you can't make in-game tweets just in-game tweets because people are lunatics like it's well not... mine was more so like if i'm shadow banned and people aren't seeing my stuff anyways there you definitely see it like there it, it's not hidden or like deplatformed. there it's just another tweet in the message so like and who am i really tweeting for anyways i'm tweeting for my radio audience that like you know my tweets are to drive ideally attention to the show and i mean my tweets are venting more than anything else but in in some sort of grand scheme of things like you tweet to promote yourself my promotions for the radio show so i think if you're a part of that kentucky roll call twitter group page i think that's where the majority of my like in-game game day tweets are gonna go because otherwise you know elon musk hates me and there's nothing i can do about it hmm suck it elon yeah, I just I don't like the. Um, That's a good point too, though, about like just the crazies, you know. Yeah, like they they just if you give any criticism at all, then you hate Cal and it's in the world. Um, so yeah, I've just been I'm I'm underrating under operating under the don't say say something nice or don't say something at all. Put it somewhere else. So. Well, it's a safe space on the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter page community, so you can fire away there okay. and you. And the internet trolls will will leave you be. And then potentially maybe somebody will like screenshot it and be like, he said this in his radio group. And then it'll go viral outside the radio group, Ooh. which would be no better promotion to get more people in the radio group. So let me maybe we're really controversial on Saturday. Scooch, could you fire off something controversial in the Twitter page group? Uh, I could probably think of something. Yeah. 
Okay, good, good, good. Um, all right, Rich, I, I do want to talk more about some of the portal guys. I know Scoots is dying for it, but can we get to can we finish the morning grab and go Texas? Let's do it. All right, Thornton's text line one four fourteen fifty is the number. Stop in at Thornton's, fuel your day the right way. Thornton's is great. We love Thornton's. There's plenty of convenient locations nearby, so stop by one today. Fun. And Doug, the neighbors were the Dinks. They had all the coolest contraptions, very expensive. As a loyal KRC listener and Cards fan, pack the yum with Caps fan, TJ. Buy three beers and two $14 personal pans apiece. I'm begging you. That's a funny text. Uh, I I did. So, Roush, you know you've, you've gone to a game with me before. My dad has season tickets for football and basketball for UofL. He's got basketball tickets. They're pretty good seats. We talked about it yesterday that, like, I don't love the vantage point, but, you know, you are near the action. He hasn't brought up the UK UofL game to me this year. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. This every two years, the you know, I talked about us going. The, the, we we were a family that would love hard and fight hard. Uh, it, 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 we all love each other, but you know, you'd have your fair share of family arguments, like like any family would. And it seems like every year or every two years, probably like one of the bigger arguments. Not even arguments. Not even the right word. But sometimes controversy would be these UK U of L basketball tickets because hard to get them. You, Yep. They only play at the Yum Center once every two years. It's a big game for U of L. Usually, it's a big game for UK. Both teams have been ranked in the top ten before. Uh, it, I don't need to tell you all about the UK U of L rivalry, but usually it's like, well, you know, this year your older brother's getting them, or this year we said that your sister was going to get them, or this year you were getting these and they were getting these. And then I think what would end up happening, Roush, my dad being as sweet as he is, would just make promises to to many people, and then. People would be, hey, the game's two weeks away, a week away. I think you had told me that maybe I would get a ticket. Ooh, but I told your sister she would get three tickets. It'd just be a mess, long story short. Right, right. Haven't heard anything about it this year, which leads me to believe, and I see this man in the office every single day. He doesn't, he doesn't usually listen to KRC, though, because it's too early for him. And he just I, he can't seem to comprehend that there's a replay of the show. Or he doesn't like the show. That's probably more likely what it is. He hasn't brought it up, which leads me to believe that I think he's trying to sell them. Oh, so I went ahead Ooh. and just got two just in case something wonky happens there. So I've got two in my back pocket. I I've, I've have missed. I think that pandemic year, it was also the day of my grandmother's funeral. I think that was the first UK U of L game at the Yum Center I've missed ever at the Yum Center. And then dating back to maybe like oh three, just in terms of like UK playing in Louisville. So I don't like missing that game. I, I try not to. So I'll be there on the 21st, regardless. And I hope that a bunch of Kentucky fans are there. Do you think it's going to be predominantly blue? I think so. Um, it would, it'll probably be the most blue you've ever seen there. Um, but I would still think that it would be right around 50-50. Um, just because if Louisville fans, if you had any tickets at all this year, it would be for that game and True. you're going to go to that game. So. I feel like if you're a U of L fan, you've got like three schools of thought. One is, I don't want to see that place blue. I'm going to do my part, wear red. Yeah, we're going to get crushed, but whatever. I'm going to be a good fan and I'm going to go to the game. I think another school of thought is this is the time to profit, baby. Like, I, we can 
you know, Kentucky fans are going to pay way too much money to watch this U of L team play basketball. Let's benefit off that. I think that's where my dad's leaning. And then I think there's three that it's just like, I, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I think, I think the majority of UL fans fall in category three. My favorite is the group of Louisville fans um, who are just fighting a losing fight and being like, whatever you do, do not sell tickets to Kentucky fans. You cannot sell your tickets. Are you see? I'm not even seeing that this year. I know they they normally do that though. I'm just saying those people are losers. Do you like remember the biggest, like the, the biggest the, losers in the world? This is a real thing, like the recon yeah. missions that Jurich would do. I'm gonna find out which seats in the lower level are blue, and I'm gonna have a talk with those season ticket no, holders. You, you you bought your tickets. Do what you want with them. Don't tell fans how to fan. Yeah, losers. And what also, like, hey, these are just UK fans that are buying your tickets like they're buying season tickets they'll go to your games they'll wear red their wife likes it it's a social event for them but there's one game every two years where it's like i'm actually going to get to cheer for the team that i like and a lot of people do that at the kfc yum center uh obviously it's a down year for U of L. but uh point being though if i do end up getting papa's tickets uh we'll have some to give away on krc which that'll be Ooh. nice hey that could be awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a fun little day in downtown Louisville for Kentucky fans. A texter on the Thornton's text line, a morning grab-and-go texter. It's John. Good TGIF morning, everybody. By gosh, I'm so happy to see Coach Cal and the Basketball Cats back in action Saturday. Okay, the Basketball Cats should have a, this one by 15 or more. I want to see Bradshaw find his way in this one. We need him to before the North Carolina game. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. Yeah, you do want Bradshaw just to be able to probably give you hopefully maybe like 20 minutes in that North Carolina game. You're just right. going to need bodies in that one. Bacot's going to get people in foul trouble. You're just going to need bodies. And he's still going to have a big game, I'm sure. I'm not expecting Bradshaw to shut him down or anything. We still have uh, eight days to talk about that game. I just The only issue, Roush, is like Penn's not a good game for Bradshaw. They're another small team. They're another team that's perimeter oriented. So if he is in the game, he's probably going to get stuck out on the perimeter from time to time, having to defend, which is a tough spot for him. But I agree with John that like you need to, he needs to find some footing on Saturday, even if it's not really a good fit for him in that game, because you got to think big picture in some of this stuff. If you beat Penn by nine and it's not really pretty, but Bradshaw feels a little bit more comfortable. I think that's better than leaving Bradshaw on the bench and winning by 20. I think you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I do think you need to get Bradshaw yeah, more yeah. clock tomorrow in game minutes because that North Carolina game, mm. you're going to have to have him even just as a body, if nothing else. And in, in the homecoming aspect of it, right? It's from Camden, just stones throw away. Um, let, let him cook in front of the hometown crowd. And uh, that also could be the kind of key to yes. letting him. Play well, right? A lot of, and it's Edwards too. Like, the, the, going back to Plumley Bro 2 being like, have you all done a complete 180? No, but I think anybody be lying if they didn't say that, like, yeah, but I'm a little bit more nervous about this. Like, I, I thought this team was just going to, like, we were going to have, yeah, they were going to take their lumps. They were going to lose a game or two, but it was just going to be action-packed. You can't miss it. Don't look away. I think now it's like, hey, this team does have a, a they, they can suck. Maybe it's when their starting point guards out. Maybe it's when they just kind of play a little tight at Rupp Arena. Maybe it's coming off a big win against Miami. Who's really to say? But I do like some of the outside factors going into this game for UK. One, you get the Trey Mitchell quote after Tuesday or after last week saying, like, I don't want to be the team that we play next. I like hearing that stuff. 
you have you still have to go back it up, but I like that that's in somebody's mind. Two, Justin Edwards, I think, has had like no less than seven quotes talking about, oh, we're heading back to Philly. I'm heading to Philly. And they got there yesterday, by the way. So they're already up there. And then now you also bring up a good point with Bradshaw. That's another home game, coming game for him. I like that they may – now that on the flip side, maybe they play tight and maybe this makes them nervous and all that sort of stuff. But I like that there's some of this other stuff to get them pumped up. Because otherwise, how excited are you getting for Penn? Scoots, I'm not getting excited for Penn. No. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. I'm excited that it's a noon game. Um, we'll have college basketball games at noon. I want Kentucky to play every college basketball game at noon. I hate waiting around till 8 p.m. for a college basketball game to start. Just don't – I don't like night. I want Saturday nights during college basketball season to do Saturday night things, not college basketball. Play them early. I like it. I love it. I, I like football more. at noon, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, uh, and I would also say that uh, not worried about Penn. Not worried about Penn in the slightest. Um, suck it, Quakers. I get generic oatmeal. I don't need your Quaker oats. <laughs> get the crow. Yeah, I don't like that this team shoots a ton of threes either. And I think they hit like 21 threes the other night. Something Which is like good. that. It means they're due to start missing. Scoots, look, like up, look up the pin like box score from, I think, Wednesday. They, they, played, they played a nobody and they won by a million. But I, I, I've got to get that their three-point shooting numbers correct because it was something that just like you got to actually – 21 of 32 or something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that, uh, which is just wild to think about. And they cruise to a win. But you know if a team's playing Kentucky, they're going to be hot. So I would advise, put you know, don't put a ton of money on it or anything like that, but put a little bit of fun money on 10 first to 10 points, first to 15 points. If you get any player props, take the overs on all those goobers. And then, again, I like the over in the game. For Ouch, the over on Saturday, which I bet, pushed which is just so heartbreaking to have a push in over under in basketball you really get those too you know normally it's they have even have a half point of the hooks there to make to prevent the push um so that that's that's tough tough sled mr sports talker and i wouldn't have thought that uk would be the one that would let me down on the over under in that one but i think yeah. they get back on track and i think maybe getting away from rupp arena will be good Yep, um, you muted yourself. Um, and I don't know if you. By the way, Penn was like. twenty-one of thirty-four from three in that game. Oh, that was so close. Twenty-one of thirty-four. That's pretty 21 good. Twenty-one of thirty-four, uh, folks. There's Penn would have no business hitting twenty-one threes against Kentucky, and at that point, we'd have to have just we'd have to like kidnap John Calipari and have a serious conversation about perimeter defense to him if they hit 21 threes against UK. But if they do, like Kentucky's not winning that game for what it's worth. You're not you're not losing a basketball game in college. Twenty one threes. Although I'm sure there probably is like an instance that that's happened, and maybe somebody will bring that up. But that's a that's an insane number there. Uh, morning grab and go texter here says, "Oh, Plumley, bro, you three morning grab and go texts. I don't know if we can take all three of them." Is the Ohio State running back the type of caliber like Ray Davis, Benny Snell, C-Rod? How good should we expect this running back to be next season, assuming he commits? Roush, I would just add quickly, and you'd know better. I think he's probably more raw than those guys, but I would say his ceiling's just as high and maybe even more potential as an NFL running back than than any of those guys. Um, I'm just uh, – huh. those guys were 1,000-yard rushers. I think his mm, – I mean, he just he hasn't carried the ball a lot. Yeah, he no, he's he's and he played a different position for a while. He's got to get he's some of this stuff. He's got to learn there. things. 
But like he's going to be a fine running back if Kentucky lands him. He's going yeah. to be a fine player. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to be more of what we thought Ray Davis is going to be, which is a between the tackles kind of guy. Um, Ohio State actually didn't have the best offensive line, um, so coming to Kentucky, he might get an upgrade as far as the blocking goes. So you you would expect him to be solid, but I'm putting him in that company is a tall ask. Hour number two, Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Radio coming up next. Roll call. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. We them, 14.50 a.m. We appreciate you tuned in. With the roll call, fellas, on your Friday morning, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. It's the weekend. Scoots, any big weekend plans? No, not not that I could think of. I, I was actually looking at my fridge magnet calendar last night, and I've got nothing on the docket for tomorrow. So that that makes me a little worried that I'm forgetting something. But yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna be who I can't wait. I'm gonna be doing nothing tomorrow, and it's gonna be awesome. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into our new segment. We've got a new segment, TJ, coming to Kentucky Roll Call this at, this morning. I'm excited for it, and I, I this is news to me. It's called Too Much Internet. Oh. Some days you get online and you've just had too much internet. And the first topic today, which I think this can be a reoccurring bit, because sometimes the internet, it just... It's just too much. It's too much. And yesterday, uh, a woman was on CNBC, and she was blaming sports gambling for a lot of society's woes. Scoots, can you can you play the clip? Scoots, Scoots, what is playing? Don't don't put the just stop whatever you're doing. Let's talk about this for a second because I've got the show on my phone and I was muted myself and there it was just it was just like intro music for 25 seconds. No, she's talking behind it. You couldn't hear it. There, the yeah. first 25 seconds of that clip was just sounded like intro music or like elevator music. No, so she was hear. she was talking in between the music. Hopefully yes, that came. She, across. she was talking. It was yes. it was coming across uh, for me. Um, and she was talking about the growing number of young adult males who um, are no longer having sex. There's a spike in male virginity. 50% of youngsters are, they're, they're no longer buying homes. They're no longer buying houses. A lot of single men out there, they aren't dating because they're spending all their time sports gambling. Does that sound like anyone we know, TJ? I've got my hand raised. Well, pe- me. People aren't. That's me. 
She's talking about me. People aren't uh, buying homes because it's just hilarious right now. But the other stuff, I've now seen several different articles that like kids aren't being very social anymore. And it's according to this uh, CNBC analyst, it's all because of DraftKings. Folks are going online and they're betting on sports instead of going on dates, which um, scoots. Um, can you, can you confirm or deny? I mean, I can confirm that sports gambling is more fun than going on dates. Yeah. (laughs) What's that? What's game girl doing this weekend? Game girl. Yeah. Yeah, Cards against humanity. Cards against humanity. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. You hit her. Probably hanging out. Probably hanging out with her annoying ass daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I just I, I appreciated that woman trying to uh, not blame the high interest rates for the housing <laughs> crisis and boomers holding on to their property for far too long. It's actually the, the sports gambling that can if, if we just didn't have sports gambling, then people would be spending their money on houses and dating and having sex. But no time for sex when you've got to bet the under in the Steelers Patriots game. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next next up in too much internet uh it's uh, buffalo bills head coach sean mcdermott who ty dunn from espn reported um at st john college in pittsburgh new york mcdermott's morning address began innocently enough he told the entire team they needed to come together but then sources on hand say he was a strange model the terrorists on september 11 2001 he cited the hijackers as a group of people who were able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking specifics to players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer. What do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran answered, TSA, which mercifully lightened the mood. Sean McDermott, he spent the last 24 hours getting dragged online and uh, rightfully... Boy, my friend group, we we really had a good time with this one. We didn't know initially if, like, that was such a wild initial tweet that it was like, all right, either pro-journalists, like the best journalists in the world are getting got on the most, like, hilariously dumb thing ever, or this NFL head football coach did one of the most hilariously dumb things ever. But something (laughs) hilariously dumb has happened. And it turned out to be a true. It, it, it turned out to be true. And boy, the memes and the videos and everything oh. else that came from it, Roush, made for a fun internet day. Uh, I, I saw one that at the, the Notre Dame play like a champion sign was, oh, was turned great. to play like, play like a terrorist. Yeah, that was that was my personal favorite. There's also some, like there was a Curb Your Enthusiasm where they got um, – uh, Funke, Tobias Funke, to say, I don't want to blame 9-11, but um, <laughs> Wes McDermott, or Sean McDermott, excuse me, in a very, very bad spot right now. Very bad spot right now. Uh, your team, who was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, I think was the third choice at the beginning of the year. Things You, you had things teed up last season. They fell apart. Now you're maybe not going to make the playoffs after you took over play calling duties for the defense. Using the 9-11 terrorist attack as a model, uh, mistake. So much so that you, you were right, TJ, to wonder, like, wait, is this the journalist got things wrong? Or No, 
McDermott actually did have to go on record and apologize and say it was wrong for him to use that as an example. I saw a, I don't know if it was actually like a, a, a young Sean McDermott or just a picture of some like a young kid and it had like a little thought bubble and it was like Sean McDermott on 9-11. Whoa, these guys are organized. <laughs> so many of them. It just, it's on, it's unreal. It was unreal. And that's, that's when, you know, maybe you had a little bit too much internet. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. Oh, <laughs> just of all the things to like, of all the points to get across, just how far down the well it was that one. Like, we, I really need I mean, to drive home a point to get organized. And here, here, here's the thing, too. Getting on the same page, There, I, I mean, we could come up with a dozen examples. The elves, use. the elves in Polar Express. You talk about organization. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. <laughs> Although I will say the elves in Polar Express, they all sound like they are on the Trevor Kelsey cigarette diet of about 12 a day. They all yeah. just sound like chain smokers, which I guess if you're working in the coal fields for 364 days out of the year. That's uh, fair enough. In, indentured labor, slaver, oh, whatever gosh. you want to call now it. Now we're going down a dark hole again. Mm-hmm. Too much internet. We got to back out. Too much internet. But they're more uh, organized. That'd be a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's plenty out there. Um, Sean McDermott, he went to a very, very weird spot. Yeah. Um, should not have gone there. Do you want to talk about the visits for this weekend? We meant to get to that at hour number one. Um, they brought up Chip Trainum at the end of hour number one. The Ohio State transfer is going to visit. Um, uh, ultimately between him and Raymond Cottrell, the Texas A&M wide receiver, I feel really good about where Kentucky stands with those guys. Um, Cats are also going to have three commitments that are high school kids that are going to be in town. And then the the one surprise last night was that uh, Donovan McCulley, I don't want to say surprise. It's the, He's the ultimate head on a swivel kind of guy where he scheduled a visit to Kentucky for this weekend last Friday. And then – you start hearing like Michigan offered, I want to say on Wednesday. Um, I, I at least heard that the visit to Kentucky was going to be canceled. He ends up holding on and announces last night. All right. I actually am going to go to Kentucky. Um, so I like that kid. I'm curious where it's going to lead. Um, there was one though, TJ, and I hope this isn't the case. Uh, but Justin Rowland, he he said to Carlos Nicholson might be visiting this weekend. And um, if you don't remember to Carlos Nicholson, he was a Juco player that Kentucky were, had commitment from last year until like this time of the year. Maybe it was even the week before signing day. He flipped to Mississippi State. Yeah, I really liked his tape. Yeah. Um, well, he went to Mississippi State instead. Um, he was not good. The Mississippi State secondary was bad. And um, I'm just shocked they're even taking his call. Like They shouldn't be. I don't. I don't understand. Wow. You, you shouldn't see, be. Re- these shouldn't are the takes, re- Roush, that get you the big bucks, buddy. I mean, you shouldn't even really be recruiting JUCO players at all anymore. You have the transfer portal, but like you're well, going to take a JUCO. You're going to even. You're even. I can't even believe they're calling a JUCO kid that turned them down a year ago, and then was not good. He got benched against UK this year. Like, well, he started seven games in the SEC. So. They were terrible. They had the worst pass defense in the conference. Oh, they were awful. Bad news about UK secondary too, buddy. Yeah, wasn't uh, very good. Well, and find somebody better. I I, 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 I remember liking his tape. I, I had I had no clue what he did at Mississippi State. And again, you know, you you 
I I don't think we should be really turning away bodies, but I do like that. I do like that you have a take on it, and we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with it. Yeah. But they've they've got to address some of the needs in the secondary. Roush, I think I did underestimate like just from Twitter and message boards, just how angry it was your report, your news breaking of the coaching staff, how it was pretty much staying intact. Yeah, Uh, there was a lot of message board people that are very mad. You mentioned you were like, people aren't going to like this. And I guess initially I didn't really hear that or see that. And then catching up last night, like, oh yeah, you, you were right. So where do you fall on it? You're you're being harsh on them even calling to Carlos Nicholson, but do you think Stoops is making a mistake keeping some of these guys around? So what's weird is like the reason why Kentucky's in a bad bind here is because Chris Collins is having to do a lot of heavy lifting and he's done well with some guys, but then like why is he calling to Carlos Nicholson? Somebody's got to tell him. Why are you calling to Carlos Nicholson? But that they don't have enough dudes over there picking up the heavy lift and recruiting, and that's where the uh, genesis of that anger came from, right? Because there's not – you're relying on Chris Collins, who this is his first Power 5 job. Frank Buffano, this was his first Power 5 job. Amor Stewart, first Power 5 job. Like, if you're wondering why there's some weird recruiting stuff going on, it's because of that. So um, – I, Quishied Scott is a Kentucky commit that Collins is was the primary recruiter for. I couldn't believe Kentucky took his commitment July 4th, and now on three has him as a top 300 player. Like he's he's rising up the ranks. He's been a, he's becoming a, a big time prospect. A lot of schools are trying to pull him away, um, and I they're getting him on for an official this week, and I ultimately think they'll sign him. So like you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but some of that the. Some of the Chris Collins recruiting stuff, I'm like, man, what are you doing, dude? It's just, it's really hit or miss. And I think, I think that's why there was so much frustration is because uh, Stoops is saying we're good with continuity on defense, but they, 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 the, the recruiting juice hasn't been there. So that's where the kind of message board freakouts were for those contract extensions um, and stuff like that. So I, I will I'm say, not ultimately fire everybody mode, but I like, I understand some of it. But some of the time, I'm like, dude, come on, can you get can you just add one recruiter? Well, I a, a similar way that you're kind of being tough in some areas. Adios, Jordan Dingle. I don't care. See ya. Yeah, that um, that was the first significant surprise. Now, take your eleven catches with you. It's one of those two where this year he didn't he didn't have take the next step like we expected, and part of that was due to injuries. Um, I think he had like hand surgery at one point, and so. Um, but ultimately, he's a good kid. I think he's graduating now, so he'll actually end up being a grad transfer. But a, a lot of what it came down to is he wants to be tight end one. He wasn't going to be tight end one. Josh Caddis had kind of taken that role from him because he's a better inline blocker, um, and Kamari Anderson was going to threaten to take some of those tight end two reps. So, um, Dingle is going elsewhere. I know a lot of people were shocked by that, though. He, I could see him ending up at a smart school because I know Vandy was initially interested. He's Bowling Green kid, so I could see him going to Vandy. I could see him going to Louisville. They need a tight end. Um, but uh, yeah, I, wait, Roush, you also said don't smart think it's school, a, and then you said Louisville. Come on. Well, man. that's also nearby. They need tight ends bad. Um, the uh, 
The other part of this too, TJ, have you noticed all the offers that William Rodriguez has been tweeting out as of late? I have. Tennessee, Auburn. I don't think that all was a coincidence. I think Kentucky expects him to push for playing time relatively early. So. Well, it seems like it's it's potentially available. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with the tight end room where it's at. Even with the departures, it's a little it's potentially a little bit thinner, but I'm I'm okay with it. And I agree with you. Jordan Dingle did seem like a, a nice enough fellow. I always just like could never totally understand the hype. And my guess is that people inside the football facility were telling you all and telling media members, like, this guy's the real deal. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a stud. And I think everybody just started parroting that, and it just wasn't for actually production-based, but I think everybody just kind of had set. I think somebody started this maybe rumor or maybe something that was based in facts on practice or something like that, and it just spread like wildfire that this dude was this, like, going to be the next star at tight end for UK. And there was a little bit of a freak out yesterday when he announced that he was leaving. And I just, I, that one doesn't, doesn't bug me so much, even though he was a starter Roush, it, like I tied it he, dime a dozen, baby. Yeah. And, um, and part of that was people, you, you got the hype and then hit it popped in 2022. Right. And that's kind of, he took Isaiah Cummings as reps. Um, but here, here's the thing, TJ bodies at tight end are important. They use quite a bit of 12 personnel, but the way they're recruiting receiver, I think they're going to use less next year. And here's the other part of it too. Do we ever really think that the tight ends are going to be a significant part of the passing attack? No, that's just not, they're going to catch 30 passes maybe. Yeah. I you think it's, it's not that it's not important or like not that a, somebody can't kind of shine at the tight end position, but you, you're going to have to prove why you should be the focal point, and no tight end has done that so much, so far. Uh, I do think you're given opportunities at tight end to yeah. to shine in the passing game, but I think you got to go out and kind of show that you can do it. And they almost use tight ends more of a decoy in this offense, it seems like. But you know what? If you get somebody that you just can't ignore that you got to get the ball to, and maybe Anderson and and what we saw a little bit there in that Louisville game was kind of his first way, and maybe we get some more in the bowl game. But I love him. Uh, I think he's got all sorts of potential. Hopefully, you can keep Willie on board. And I, I think you're still okay there. There's bigger fish to fry, in my opinion, at other positions. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they'll need to go out and get reinforcements. But, um, yeah, it definitely was um, It definitely was a surprise, though. Yeah. Because he had been a solid contributor. Let's get back to the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. I don't think we finished yesterday, but I don't know if we marked it either. Uh, shame about UK volleyball falling in five to Arkansas. It's hard to beat a good team three times, as Roush said yesterday. Mm-hmm. But they just they just allowed too many runs that a little uncharacteristic for them, and especially in that fifth set just to get down 5-1 or whatever it was. And then they rallied back and then just didn't have enough left in the tank that late in the – but they, they most, uh, I hate saying this because I always think it's such a defeatist loser mindset, but they were probably going to lose to Nebraska anyways. Uh, but you would have liked to get to that round. And, and U of L won a dramatic one in five sets. UK falls dramatically in five. Yeah. U of L wins. They'll get Pittsburgh in a, in a rubber Another match. Another three. That, yeah. yeah. But this time they split. Uh, yeah. So 
Um, that should be a good one tomorrow, I believe. Is- yeah, so that's a bummer. But overall, I think a, a successful season. You won the SEC again. Yeah, they won 18 straight games. And I think that's what's most important, though, TJ, is they – I think they were something like 3-7 and seven in non-conference play. And then they got hot and got back on track. Like, that's that's the sign of a healthy program is that even when you schedule tough with a bunch of underclassmen, you take some lumps, you're able to overcome that adversity, get back on track, and then – Seven straight SEC titles. That's they're still the class of the conference. Scoot, well, even though you know you get knocked out by a conference opponent. Did Tennessee beat Texas or do they lose? Yes, good okay. I'll look. I have no idea. I'll, anybody? Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. They were up two sets to one, but it's still tough to close out Texas. Uh, Scoots, I need. Um, it's loading. And it well, says... now I, I I need a take. Oh yeah, okay. Texas Here's... one. Texas one and five. So. Okay. That's going to, they're the team that's going to threaten that uh, SEC conference title win streak next year. Hey, high tide raises all boats. Hopefully that's going to keep pushing Kentucky to be better and, and, and move on up because SEC is not, while dominant pretty much in every sport that it competes in, not volleyball. Uh, Kentucky no, is right, kind of right. like the, the, they carry the torch in volleyball for the conference. But besides that, not all that great. Scoots, I need a take so bad from you on John Rahm. I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. I need, I need, I need one now. Yeah, come on, give I, us the take, Scoots. Give us the take. Take. I don't know. Take. I'm, I'm. I, when I saw that yesterday, I was just really disappointed in John Rahm because he was, he's one of those guys that has been a backer of PGA from the beginning. He, he was kind of one of those guys. I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave. But then it's it's really hard for me to have a take TJ when I see that he made what like seventy three million on the PGA tour and he's gonna get a deal worth five hundred to six hundred million to go to live. So it, while I hated all this when it initially started and everybody leaving for the live, I've kind of come around on the whole money aspect. Granted, seventy three million is a heck of a lot more than any uh, any majority of people will have in their lives. So I don't know why you need five hundred to six hundred million on top of that, but I do understand the money aspect more now than I did when this all first started. But I hate it. I I still absolutely hate it with a passion. I I, I like John Rahm a lot, but this this taints him for me a little bit. I'm so sick of your on the fence takes. Roush came out and it, said it's idiotic take. to call De Carlos Nicholson. And you're here. Uh, I don't like it, but I understand it. It's all right. John Rahm's a coward. He should have never left the PGA Tour. What a freaking bum chasing that money, greedy bastard. Thank you. Here's my take. I thought the women PGA were merging. What the hell? How is this? I don't understand. Remember when they did that a year ago? In all serious, Scoots, and I I say this lovingly, uh, even with such a boring boring take it's still the wrong one <laughs> he was super loyal to the pga he and he like talked crap about live and then behind his back they go and they partner up with live so like i don't blame john rom in the absolute slightest like go get your money baby and roush to answer your question yes but like it ain't gone through yet like it's not official <laughs> they ain't merged yeah. yet there's still a ton to figure out with that and in the meantime rom i think just basically gave the pga a middle finger and said, all right, I wasn't, Scoots, everything you said is true. Like, I was a good soldier for y'all, um, but I'm just going to go get paid like the other dudes now. Well, and don't, don't be don't be surprised if this is, like, opening the floodgates. Because if you're going to merge, and it's going to be the same thing in a few years anyways, maybe, and you have the exemptions to play in the biggest events anyways, 
it, I, like if you're Justin Thomas, why aren't you doing that? And I, and I don't know what it, I don't know. I don't think he has the same exemptions as John Rahm, and I could be wrong about that. Somebody that knows more about golf can text into the Thornton's text line. But the PGA, they they betrayed John Rahm. John Rahm didn't betray the PGA. There's your radio take, Scoots. Yeah, no, I mean, and when the, when the whole merger thing happened. Everybody on the PGA Tour should have felt like a complete idiot for not going and chasing that bag initially. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense for Rom. Hey, we've got this merger announced. Nothing's happened yet, but they're still live still willing to give me $500, $600 million. Let me just go ahead and get that, and then who knows? Two years from now, maybe I'm back in PGA. Uh, I love that we got take- Scoots to go completely the opposite direction, TJ. Yeah, he's he just he he's as you bullied me. Flimsy is a politician. Another funny me. take, Scoots, would have been if you would have just said, "Hey, John Rom, get ready to learn CW, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody better be sure they've got those channels. I I watched a little uh, a couple of live events. I've watched live coverage before. I don't think it's terrible for what it's worth. I don't hate their scoreboard, and I don't hate the fact that sometimes you just get club music in the background on like putting. I mean, that's kind of fun too. <laughs> there, there, there's some aspects to it that I'm I, I don't totally hate, uh, but be ready because I don't think Rom's going to be the last one to do this. I think Liv is like, well, until this deal goes through, maybe I just keep taking more and more people, and if they're going to keep offering just insane loads of money that the PGA themselves accepted. Why wouldn't these golfers do the exact same thing? PGA better hope they've got their ducks in a row and that this deal does go through. Because what ends up happening if a few more golfers go to live, then the deal falls through and lives just like, well, you know, maybe we don't need to play ball. We're probably going to get a better TV deal now that we've got all these other golfers. We may just be the better league than you all. Not impossible, folks. But I think the deal goes through. This all ends up just kind of working itself out. But in the meantime... Multiple golf events, folks. You're going to flip from one channel to the other potentially on your Sundays in the mm-hmm. in the spring and in the well, summer. Speak for yourself. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I've got to understand that as well. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, I know I've whined about this before, but seriously, when will the 25-year-old college player stop? At this point, I feel like I'm watching a Van Wilder movie. Scoots doesn't get the reference. Hey, speaking of movies, so I went home yesterday and I was like, all right, I need to watch one of these movies we brought up, either Airplane or what was the other one? Animal, uh, Animal House. House. So I, I looked for those. I, I was feeling pretty lazy. I only looked for them on Netflix. Neither of them were on Netflix. So oh I started. I st- hold on. Hear me. Hear me out, please. So I was scrolling through the Netflix movies, saw another classic that I'd never seen, decided to watch it instead. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, not a good movie. It's funny, yeah, yeah, but not I mean, a good movie. That, that's like um, I enjoyed that movie. It's fine, but like it, it, it mostly hits if you were of a certain age, yeah. right? Whereas like Airplane and Animal House are funny no matter what era generation. Well, it time. was it was nice watching Fast Times though because I heard a lot of lines that we use for like drops or rejoins or all that. So that was cool. Like that's Dugan's favorite movie because yeah. it's. His time, like his time and place. That was one like Trevor bullied me on for because I hadn't seen. Yeah, and I watched not, it. Not and I was great. like, oh, that, uh, no, I was like, that's pretty good. I was like, I I, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I just love Scoots that you couldn't even just like look on your phone to see what streaming service they were on because that's the, what you needed. Like, if you're looking for, if you're seeking out a movie, you just Google it and they'll tell you what streaming. Roush, I have I have five hours today to do whatever I want. I'm gonna have all day tomorrow to do whatever I want. I'll knock them out for you, bud. Okay. 
Airplane is the one I think you'll enjoy the most. I would or, do Animal House over Airplane. I think Scoots would like. Actually, Animal you're House right. I think yeah. Airplane. Might, there might be so many jokes that go over his head. Animal um, House was the first one I searched for. Is that a short joke? I think it was a short joke. Wow, what a jerk! Yeah, you, I, I, think, thought, no, I think it's more of a dumb joke actually. <laughs> Texter says they better save that 80k a year for the nursing home that Texter on the Thornton's text line was referring to the Dinks. Uh, Scoots, at least you're not an oink. Although you really are an oink. What the heck's an oink? A little oh, piggy. One income. <laughs> no kids. Yeah. yeah, what do you did you really need us to say it out loud what an oink was? Well, I forgot what dink was. <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys were better. I'm not sure that's a band, right? Correct. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't they weren't that great. They were a little creepy. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, texter says, where do I find the tickets you were talking about? I sent you the link for that, say. Another texter says, can you please remind Trevor that Stoops is Brahms' daddy? The last time Louisville had the Governor's Cup, Daenerys Targaryen still had three dragons. <laughs> That's a good text. Uh, we would tell Trevor if he ever showed up for work. So, <laughs> Yo, boom, roasted. Suck it, Although, Trevor. sickness, once again, has found itself inside the Rutherford house. No kidding. Our uh, thoughts yeah. are with them. I think they've got a bad case of shrep. If it ain't one thing, it's the other, unfortunately, mm -hmm. for the Rutherfords. But I hope Mike's feeling better. I'm guessing he's out today. I, I wouldn't. Did, did you see the uh, new uh, House of the Dragon trailers, TJ? I, I don't know if I saw the trailers. I saw the posters. Yeah, they had uh, like a two-minute trailer, and you don't really – there's like one line where it's like um, the ant who's like, the only thing that's bloodier – the, that's worse than kin war is uh, a war with dragons, you know, and it's just a bunch of that. clips of dragons. I mean, it looks cool. What I've always said yeah. my entire yeah. life. So it's nice yep. to see that in the big screens. Yeah. The posters, they're definitely painting a picture of one woman looking a little bit more distraught and then the other one looking a little bit more <laughs> royal. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we know where that one's probably heading. There are first graders that have never seen Louisville football beat Kentucky. Just think about that, Trevor and Mike. Wow. <laughs> Trevor lives in a fantasy land, referring to Big Blue Nation as Brahms. I'm not saying that word. <laughs> Scooter's single for a reason. Cheap ass. He thinks women should pay for a vacation between a guy and his girlfriend. Split the cost like a big boy. Get your own room. <laughs> well, I don't know what that's referencing. The am I the a-hole from Rutherford on Wednesday. What? Uh, there was so, a there was a, a, a two friends a guy and a gal decided to go on vacation together. They're not a couple; they're just friends, and they split the costs of the vacation. But then before the vacation, old buddy found himself a little girlfriend, and he said he was going to bring her. Well, the girlfriend, the or the girl that's the friend, she expected his girlfriend to now pay a third of the vacation. So two people are going on vacation, they split the cost, and then somebody brings a romantic partner. And then the, the other girl wanted them to split it in thirds instead of halves. But they had already paid for the vacation. Yeah, no, that's like, that's stupid. I agree. I, that's interesting. I, I that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one. Because, like, you'd have to know just more details about the dynamic of the trip. But if it was like, hey, it's going to be us – and then now I'm third wheel, I would expect like some financial compensation for that. I, I don't think I'd press the issue about it, but I think- the I'd be more pissed about being the third wheel. I now. think the expectation would be like, well, now if I'm going to be like doing my own thing on vacation, 
this changes the trip for me. Maybe the trip's a little bit more appealing if I save $500 or $1,000 if she kicks in her share. Um, but it is interesting because on the flip side, he could say, I paid my half. With my half, I'm bringing a guest. Well, it's we an interesting did- dynamic. I, w- I would need to hear more about the setup prior. Um, but I definitely think if I were in that situation and I was like, hey, I'm seeing somebody and I think I'm going to ask her to come, uh, I would offer to split it three ways because that's kind of a rude thing to do, just all of a sudden bring a guest. So we were we came to the conclusion that the original girl – thought that there might be a a chance for a love connection on the vacation and it just bruised down to her being jealous that he was bringing somebody else which yeah i can understand that um certainly yeah that's a, that's a tricky one a texter yeah. says we have to get brock's dad off the message board before the season starts roush i am a little nervous about that now it's been two message boards Hmm. yeah but like that to act like parents don't see what's happening, though, is foolish. I mean, they just – they do. They will. So, I don't – yeah. I mean, they're going to they're gonna see the, the, the stuff. But you know what? Brock's going to be so good, people aren't even going to be saying mean things about him. So, it's not going to matter. I like that. But we all know that's not the case. We know that there's going to be people that are going to get upset in the fall. And let's just hope – like, Brock's dad, you're – Let's just hope everybody's going to be mature. And it really kind of falls on him, really. Like, you're opening yourself up to that. You know people, fans are going to fan. Let's hope he doesn't do anything silly. Let's hope he doesn't say anything silly, post anything silly. Let's hope he can control himself because it's on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, And ultimately, parents are going to parent one way or the other good and bad indifferent like that 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 happens that's just part of that's part of this whole deal um whether it be on a message board or on twitter or whatever so i i think if it wasn't made public we would know that more and more parents are on those boards and we actually even had corlin ford's dad uh, tweet something out or, or share something on our board at the end of the season too and it was like oh like this was a nice message uh where it was a uh, he was essentially speaking to continuity and like keeping some of the stability because that's what his son needs. And he's glad that that's the route that Kentucky's going to take um, instead of dealing with change and head coaches. Like it's hard to get better if everything keeps changing and he's glad that it's going to stay the same for his son. So, you know, there, there can be some good that comes from it too. Um, and one are, of the good things we learned is that Brock Vandergriff not going to be here this week and probably next week. You are right that more parents and people you wouldn't expect and coaches are on message boards and that you're interacting with. It's kind of crazy. Let's go to our last break. Come back, wrap up the show, get you on your weekend, make our predictions for UK versus Penn. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll. X Sports Radio. Okay. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Donatella. T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? 
Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Treat me right. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Roush, why don't you tell everybody about Shady Ray's polarized sunglasses? Well, they're the best-looking shades in the business. It's a beautiful day today across the Commonwealth, and you don't want to be outshined by the sunshine. So go ahead. Visit either one of their two locations. They've got brick-and-mortar stores at Oxmoor Center and the Bluegrass Center Shops of the Bluegrass out in Simpsonville, you can check them out there or you can go online, ShadyRays.com. Promo code Big X will get you 40% off whether you break them, you mess them up, you lose them, which I believe I've lost a pair as of right now. They've got the replacement pair replacement pair promise where for just a small processing fee, they will get you a new pair of shades just like that. ShadyRays.com, promo code for Big, Big X for 40% off when you check out today. Do it. Stuff some stockings this holiday season. I may or may not be doing that as soon as we get off the air. So, ooh, all right. Hope be smart, ho- folks. Ho- Go to shadyrays.com. Hope the wife isn't listening. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. I want to try to keep ripping through these texts. People are nice enough to text into the show. I'd like to read them, guys. Corey Price is wonderful, but I have to say this: he sounds like Kenny on South Park on the mic. Sometimes he he could speak up a little bit, but Corey's great. Yeah, he, you know, some he's a numbers guy. He's not a words guy. We're the exactly. words guys. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, I was getting ready to I, I was getting ready to comment, but I get the joke now. Never mind. What's the joke? Kenny's dead, right? Somebody killed Ken. No, that's I mean not that's the, not the that's, that's the, not the joke. The I'm joke stretching. is that he's like he goes. He's just uh, kind of muffled. Never, yeah. never watched much South Park. <laughs> Clearly. By, by extending Anwar Stewart, are we not worried about the very limited pass rush? That was a big issue in helping our secondary this year. Also, how are we okay with keeping DBs and safeties coach around? We stunk there this season. Stoops needs to be pressed, especially on keeping Buddy Bufano. Yeah, that's the that's the big one that people are going to be angry about. Um, with Anwar, I'm not as much worried about – like. They've made it their prerogative that the way that this defense is structured, they're going to play with big guys up front to be able to stop the run. Because there's only only three of them, right? They want those guys to be big enough to be able to anchor that line and not get pushed around by SEC opponents. I think Amor is doing his job, but the problem is, is they haven't had a bendy edge, which is Brad's position, right? That's the guys that he's recruiting. Uh, some explosive guys to be able to be twitchy and collapse the pocket. Uh, that's where I think a lot of the pass rush issues could be solved. Because Dion, like the defensive line, for what they're – like I think they've done a good job at applying pressures and creating pressures. It's it's the it's the edges that are the ones that can really disrupt. Because even it, like if you go smaller and get somebody like that to play defensive end, like it could really hurt you elsewhere. So – like, well, I, I'm with you to an extent. I think more of that falls on recruiting at the the, expo- the edge position. They're bringing in some badasses who I think can can do that, though. So um, that that's why, ultimately, I'm, I'm pretty confident that unit going forward, you just need to get production out of um, the Smiths, 
and uh, Tyrese Fairbury next year. More like Willie or won't he, Rodriguez? Hey, oh, I think he will. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I, I hope he will. He. <laughs> Salt Lake City Brian here. The true hot take is that Big Z is actually sick. Food in America hits different. Well, he's been like, he's. He was walking the streets of Philadelphia last night, so he's healthy enough. The stuff with his eligibility, Roush, I, I I have no clue. I'm guessing if if it'll happen, it'll just be at the start of the next semester. Yeah, that's what it's kind of looking like. Is that like this? They couldn't get him in early enough. It turns out, and or how late he was actually did matter in this mid October enrollee thing. What well, didn't happen because it sounded kind of weird when everybody was telling it, but yeah, what the semester ends in like two weeks, and as soon as the semester ends, the other one starts, I think. So, could be heck, and maybe next week. Uh, I think the 16th is when like the first winter session that definitely seems like when it would be started, and then the second one's usually like after Christmas. Do they have two or just one? Usually they have two winter sessions. Um, at least I think they did when I was there. They had like an earlier one and then they had a later one. And it was just all seemed like a fraud. Just to, I mean, the classes were hilariously expensive compared to college, which is already way overpriced. But I'm guessing that like, that's probably what it is. He's just not eligible. He won't be until the winter semester starts, whenever that may be. Um Looks like Rouse winter registration is uh it goes through December 15th. So yeah. Um yeah, okay. Boom. So it could be soon. A texter says, also Salt Lake City Brian, y'all need to watch the Squid Games challenge if you haven't. I haven't done anything Squid Games ever in my life. Yeah, um, I'm I'm out on those. But we've got Survivor and Amazing Race coming to a close here soon. I may actually have some openings in my TV watching availability. Football is winding down, unfortunately. Right, right. So, I, I stumbled onto um, when I got out of prime for watching that Steelers game. I saw a James Bond reality show where it's 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 shot kind of like the movies are, and they've got like all the really cool terrain and settings, and the challenges are supposed to be kind of like James Bond scenes. So that was kind of a fun little bit. Um, that I, I don't I don't know how into it I'll get. It was only nine episodes, so I might I might end up picking that up for a little while okay not familiar with it let me know how it goes the the uh guy who narrates it all is the guy from succession who also narrates the mcdonald's commercials now so he's oh. supposed to be the bill the villain that's instructing them on where to go and he's just got a great narrating voice and shout out to that guy for really going up from super troopers i mean he was the he was the chief in super troopers and now he's like the mcdonald's narrator what a goal up. that is a that's quite the come up I've already put a good chunk on the Cats plus seven in the bowl game, and I may add more. See this game as a massive financial opportunity. Feels like our whole roster is playing, and we will be we will by far be the most motivated. Plus seven is an automatic send, in my opinion. Do you guys agree with the mindset? I'm I'm with you again. This UK team they can they can let you they they've let us down a time or two this season, so I, I wouldn't rule that past them, but. For all the reasons you mentioned, I'm with you. I like the money line as well. My expectation, Roush, will be for UK to win this bowl game. I'm not expecting them to lose. And if they lose, will I be, like, super mad about it? No. I'll probably just lose about an hour or two of sleep. Nothing too serious. It is um, 
I, I didn't know which way it would be, but I, I do think Kentucky will probably end up having that middle edge there um, as far as the want-to factor. And I was I was not going to play Kentucky in the points, but with Davis back, I think that number is just going to continue to shrink. But Vegas probably won't get it too low, though. Like I, No, I, I think like five and a half would probably be, yeah. The limit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with you on that. It won't go – it won't be anything like drastic unless there's some huge news for Clemson. Backup quarterback or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. A texture on the Thornton sex line says the clip you're playing is just romantic music. LMAO. This was nothing but smooth jazz. Like Scoots as trying to set the mood and get laid. That's what I was hearing. Well, and then somebody else said it was just elevator music, but then somebody else said TJ, her words came through. This is gold. Post the link to that story. Scoots. So I, that's very bizarre that like some people heard this is very sensual. I wonder if it had anything to do with, if you were listening on radio versus streaming. But that still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Or you would well, think it would be the same. Streaming, it was music. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Cantlay is calling the shots for PGA. I'd get out too. There's no way oh. that's true, right? Can't be. Can't Seeing be. rumors on Twitter right now, any legs to Ocho Cinco and Harrison Jr. to UK. Harrison I mean, Jr. one is definitely true. The, I mean... We got too many people that Nick Coffey's getting got right now. Like, people, we got to be better. Just just be better. Yeah, it's uh, – people are going to troll on the internet. I'm not sure if anybody's been around the internet lately. There are some trolls. Uh, oh, right. like this one that says, uh, Home Depot introduces new 12-foot-tall baby skeleton Jesus. The, the giant skeletons, you know, I'm out and about on the roads a lot, Roush. Uh-huh. They're everywhere. They are. People yeah. just don't. People just don't take them down. <laughs> They're still out. There's one on my street that they. Uh, so it was decorated all up for Halloween. Their yard was, and now they've got. They put a Christmas hat on the skeleton somehow. Oh, nice. So yeah, nice. they've, they've kind of decked That's what him people out. Do. Yeah, That's the move. Okay, yeah, you church it up. Yeah. Or like the big skeleton will be like helping put on the Christmas lights. Yeah, on I've the seen that or too. Something, mm-hmm. Or something like that. Regardless of what it is, put your big skeletons away, folks. Halloween's over. Put them away. Put your big skeletons away. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Roush, what are you looking to see in the in the basketball game tomorrow? I know you're excited. It's noon. Uh, do you plan on taking any maybe pot shots at Severe Wheeler during the game at, at any point? Uh, I can and I have to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, a lot of what it's going to come down to for me is can we get – can we get longer periods of good read? And also, can we get, uh, can, can we get Bradshaw kind of in the flow of things too? Um, people. And you know what? The more I think about it, this should be the Justin Edwards game. Shouldn't it? I mean, uh, we, we talk about the New Jersey guys having a homecoming. Edwards is from right down the road as well. He hasn't been playing particularly well and especially finishing at the rim. I just want him to dunk on somebody so hard that he gets the dunking yips out of him um, and can get back to just playing playing a little loose, playing a little freely, because I, I don't think we're getting that right now from him. So, come on. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see, like, I know this isn't a hometown game for him, although 
based on it being a hometown game for pretty much everybody else. Assuming Wagner's not playing, and I think that's the expectation. I haven't heard anything otherwise. Maybe we're pleasantly surprised tomorrow morning, but it seems like he is definitely not going to play. So assuming he's not playing, and if he were to play, I'd change my opinion on this take. But like Dillingham, you got to step up. You, you didn't. You, you came here with expectations of being a first round draft pick. Show it when you need to. Like I, you've all his best moments usually coming off the bench, being maybe somebody else is in foul trouble or whatever is going on. Cats need him to be one of the lead guards go be one of the lead guards and you can get anywhere you need to on the court, especially against Pennsylvania. Uh, again, no disrespect to them. They can really shoot the ball Roush, but they should not be able to match his speed. He should be able to find ways to get inside. All right. If you're having a tough time finishing, that's fine. You've got Bradshaw back. Maybe you can throw an alley-oop and then kick it out. That's when UK's offense is at its best is when it's playing downhill, getting inside, making the defense collapse and then kicking out and moving the ball and getting it to one of the open shooters. Uh, Reeves can't go missing. He didn't really go missing necessarily last weekend, but foul trouble played a role and all that stuff. Correct. Can't get in foul trouble. He's got to do a better job defending. And then UK, don't let them murder you at the perimeter. It, like, you got to – if you funnel them inside, I'll take that versus just letting them do a pump fake, you jumping, they scoot over one foot, get a wide open three. Guard the perimeter – force them inside, and then, again, I know Bradshaw is not going to be this world-class shot blocker, but he can alter some shots. He can be a factor down there. Uh, just don't let them kill you from the perimeter. Don't let people be wide open. And if you if you, if you you get beat, then it's okay to hang out on the perimeter. Don't get caught trying to catch up inside. That's just going to lead to, like, an extra pass being wide open for a three-point shot. So that's what I'm looking for. Dillingham, this is a big Dillingham game for me. He can't be terrible. Like, if you're going to have to be the the lead point guard, I know they're running Reed Shepard at point. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they'd let Dillingham bring the ball up. But Dillingham needs to, to show some flashes. So I'm excited for this one. I'm with Roush. I'm happy that we're not going to have to wait long into Saturday to get to it. They're playing it at the 76ers arena, correct? Yes. Okay, so... Um, I don't know what that is going to mean for shooting, sight lines, stuff like that. If NBA players are playing there, it's probably not going to – it's not a not a dome or anything like that. Nope. So, should Wish be, it was at the Palestra, though. Should um, be okay. I do Cal think the Cavs like, – Oh, the Palestra's old. And it's like, yes, that's why you play it there because it's a cool venue. Yeah, it is a cool venue. I wish it was there. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Cats to get back on track. I don't think it's going to be – I. I I think it'll be, I don't know what the over-under is, but I think it'll be 80 to 70 UK wins. They maybe have to hit a couple free throws late just to keep it on ice, but they're up by 12, 14 most of the game. Kentucky by 10. Scoots, what do you think? I've got Go quiet. You you got the Quakers? Yeah, I've got no, I got the Cats too. 86-70 is my final score prediction. I just I think they're going to come out and have a get right game after that letdown last Saturday. So, I think they get a pretty comfortable win here. I think it's going to be even higher scoring affair. 92-78. Um that that 10 to 16 point window feels about right. Um for the Cats, I'm curious what the the final line is going to be, but I, I really want this to be a Justin Edwards get right game. Um, this, I hope you're right he's due. about the get he's right. Due, man. And then I'll take go Army beat Navy. Woo! Let's go, go Army. Let's go under, baby. Yeah, 
probably gonna be probably gonna be the under. All right, everybody have a good weekend. Hopefully, I uh, don't get uh, farted on in my front porch tonight. This is the week anniversary. I'm still dealing with some trauma from that event. We'll be back Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Go Cats. This is Bro. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin K. You can go your